Whether you're learning the basics or you want to be a rock master, we have a class for you from high level overviews to specific features. Find the training class that fits your needs this year at community.rockrms.com slash classes. Welcome to this special edition of Rockcast. I'm Emily Foreman, and uh, Lori Yoakum and I have a special guest with us today. Welcome, Derek. Derek Mangrum is from Central Christian Church right here in the Phoenix Valley. Yes, thank you for having me today. We're so excited to have you, and you're here in the office with us, which a lot of times when we talk with someone from the community, um, we're doing that over a video call or remotely. Um, so people may or may not realize that you're within a drive of our offices. It's a bit of a drive. The valley's big, but this is not the first time you've come to visit us, is it? Nope. No, nope. we are about an hour away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I've made many trips over to see you guys, which I love doing every single time. I love seeing people and I love experiencing your guys' offices and kind of seeing how the uh, sausage is made over here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the secrets out. Right. <laughs> so Derek has been with the Rock community since the very beginning. There are a handful of people that have really seen what's been going on and been instrumental forces in helping get the Rock community where it is today through their energy, their effort, their enthusiasm. Um, Derek is someone that has been just around and in the community for a very long time. Uh, but you're kind of, you, you'll stay at the back of the stage. You'll take a back seat and help out where it's needed. And we just thought this was a great time for people to hear a little bit about your story. So that's why we've invited you today. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, Central Christian is a church that's been running on rock for a long time since uh, I think you told us it was 2018. Yeah, I think we went live with it on version three. Okay. So, And version three was not your introduction to rock. In fact, weren't you involved in some of the pre-Spark development conversations about what could be with a platform that yet had no name? Yeah, we had. I had the virtue and the privilege of having uh, Nick Erdo on staff with me at Central kind of at the time during the, uh, the birth of this when it was just an idea. And so I was able to kind of orbit him a little bit as he participated uh, early on in the uh, in the team and the development of this and the uh, you know birth of this. So yeah, I was always kind of around hanging on his shoulder, kind of wanting to know what was going on and being a part of it and trying to help as I could and you know just be a part of things. So I think I remember the first time I ever saw you was in John's office at CCV and I was in office a couple doors down uh, on a Friday when you and Nick would come up uh, working on some concepts and th- some things behind rock. So uh, I know that you've been just a really familiar person from the core team's perspective for a really long time. Yeah. Um so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is fun. It's fun to kind of see it grow over, you know, its life but and didn't just have those memories of those early, early days. How many offices have you visited us, visited our team in? Oh, I don't know I'm the answer to that. At least three. <laughs> at least. Yeah. But I mean, <clears throat> if you count again, visiting CCV periodically with Nick when he would drive up on the weekends, uh, four maybe or more. Yeah. I've been there. You have been, yes. (laughs) And not just a fly on the wall, you've been helping with a lot of things. Like today, you're here and also have uh, volunteered to help us pull ourselves together a little bit, right? Yeah, my actual work is kind of IT pro stuff. Mm -hmm. So servers and networking. And so as you guys have had to do like office build outs and things, sometimes I would come up and help with cabling and, you know, building out the networks and 
installing wireless and things of that nature for you guys. Yeah. I don't think people realize that those types of things that have to happen were, um, we drop whatever we're doing, Lori, community things, me, you know, community things and team things and John software architecture and Nick, you know, software development management to do the actual work of like setting up offices. And so it's been super helpful that we have a little bit of a team extension in you on that. So let me just say publicly, thank you. And I hope people realize that the the impact that you've had on our team and just knowing that we can uh, raise our hand and call for help when needed has been super Mm -hmm. helpful. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, that's nice of you to say, and you definitely don't want me in the, uh, architecture or development meetings. So um, I'm glad I can help in other areas. Well, listen, we all have the lanes of things that we're best suited for. And you have, I would say of uh, all the people in the community, I know you're one of those that looks for extra ways to take your skill set, your encouragement, and really just move things forward and make sure our team feels a big impact from that. And and you've done it consistently over the years. So um, we, we really appreciate you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So um, you've been on staff at Central for how long now? Uh, February next month, actually, will be 16 years. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. That, that is a long time. And what exactly do you do there? What does um, a systems administrator do on a weekly, daily basis? My primary role is to handle all of our server infrastructure. Um, so we are a, basically a Windows and a Cisco environment. So I manage, install, you know, update all the things related to that. Um, also our networks, our wide area networks to connect all of our campuses and uh, just general troubleshooting and other help as well. And then over the last few years, obviously I've been learning Rock and trying to be more involved in our support and implementation of, of Rock as well. So you mentioned multiple campuses. How big, yeah. how many campuses have you moved to? We have five campuses. Very nice. All around the valley? Yeah, we have uh, four over on the east side and then one in Glendale. So that keeps you busy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) So how many people work on the team with you um, in doing the IT piece? Uh, Our department has four people in it. We have a director, me as the sysadmin, and then we have two kind of end user support people. And I mean, they're the workhorses, obviously. Um, helping our end users with their PCs and printers and, you know, things of that nature and so much more. Absolutely. Um, As somebody who worked as a pastor on staff, I love your department. (laughs) (laughs) How do I make this work? (laughs) Yes, very empowering for the people with you at the church. So Derek, how would people in the community, if they hear your name, they're like, how do I know that guy? Remind them of where they might have run into you. Well, I try to be uh, active and participate in the community. Uh, that is sometimes spotty for me, depending on my workload. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I try to do that. And obviously, you know, community is huge here at uh, Rock, And I encourage everyone to participate in that. And I try to do what I can, answer questions when I can. Also ask them very often as well. <laughs> um, I, this last year, at RX, I w- had one session that I spoke at. It was my first time doing that. But I've attended several conferences in the past. So hopefully you've seen me there. If you haven't, please come up and introduce yourself uh, this next year. I would love to meet you. Um, Great. And we yeah. were so excited to have you speak. I know that was a hurdle for you to jump over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of person. So that was a big uh, thing for me. But I, hopefully I'm kind of the idea 
poster boy for, you know, if I can do it, anyone can do it type of thing. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this year too. Uh, <laughs> I got the email asking oh, and <laughs> I actually do maybe have a couple <clears throat> ideas that I will possibly pitch and see if one or both of those might be options. Very cool. Well, yeah. as I, I think the community will hear in this podcast, um, you like to stay a little bit behind the scenes, but you have a lot of great ideas mm-hmm. oh, and you've you. ha- you've done a lot that's impacted ministry at Central Christian. Um, and so the, uh, the ability to share that um, with the community can be intimidating. I don't think most of us are wired to love getting up on stage. Um, so I was listening to a podcast yesterday by someone who she's very extroverted, but she still didn't like getting on stage. And so she had to psych herself up behind the scenes and specifically say, um, it's not about me. I'm not here because I love it. I'm here because I have a really great story and there are some people out here that can, I can have a really positive impact on. And once she said that and she picked, she said she would mentally visually from the side of the stage, pick the spot she was going to move to as she moved out there. And she would, so she's doing the mental blocking, move out there and start with a smile and with the story of like, wow, I've got something to share that's going to be a big impact. So just encourage people who might be listening, um, if you've attended for a while and have some great ideas, don't let the fear of getting on stage be a showstopper. Absolutely. And everyone is so amazing. You know, it's like they are just excited that you're sharing and excited to hear what you have to say because... Like you just said, you know, you have something. And even if it's not the whole thing, there's going to be a nugget or two Mm -hmm. that someone's going to walk away with that makes their job better and their ability to use and implement rock better. And everyone is always just so gracious and so kind. So if you if you flub or you, you know, whatever, it's right. like no one, no one cares. We it's, just, it's not it's, a Toastmasters awesome. convention, yeah. right? Like nobody's there to, to awesome. give you a, a rating of one to 10 on yep. your speaking. They want to hear what you have to, you know, what you've done, what your impact has Absolutely. been. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and something else that you said that I think is a really um, interesting point. We have to remember that the things that come easy for us, the things that, mm. that we feel are natural, other people are looking at going, I don't know how to do that. That's so what we think is easy, what we think, oh, it, you know, I, I know how to do this. So it's not that big a deal. It is a big deal. Right. It's a, your natural giftedness. And so those are the things we need shared because um, I think so often we can downplay our own natural gifts and abilities. And so, yeah, that's a great point, Lori. Yeah. Derek, speak to the fear someone might have that maybe what they did wasn't good enough yet and they don't know all the things. Oh, man, for me, it is when I see other people in the community that I feel are just head and shoulders above me. And, you know, I look at them and for one, I'm consuming because what everything they're putting out is amazing and I love. And then I just wonder, you know, am, is what I have of, you know, value is what I have worthwhile. But again, even my thought is even if it's one person, you know, and I'm going to make one person better, or they're going to be able to do their job better, which is going to help the church that they're involved at be more effective. You know, how many hundreds of people is that potentially still going to reach mm-hmm. through whatever ministry they're going to impact with this knowledge that I was able to share, you know? So, I mean, if you think even that small, you know, touching one person can then touch hundreds. So if you touch five, you're touching thousands, you know? And right. so it can grow really fast. So don't ever feel like you don't have value in what you know and what you can share. Because Mm -hmm. again, even if one person derives, you know, some nugget of new knowledge from that, man, the impact that that can have is potentially huge. 
So my best advice is at RX2023, if you're getting up on stage to speak and you're having imposter syndrome, go find Derek and he can talk you out of it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. I think I might be the poster, the face for that. I think we'd be surprised how many people struggle with that. I think it's very common. Absolutely. And I think it's something we feel like we have to kind of put a shield around, but I think it's very common. I know I, I struggle with that. Sure. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about something that you did, because I think um, one of the things that I learned about you in asking some questions ahead of time so I could get to know you better um, is I think you have an incredibly creative and curious mind. So I heard a rumor that you may have learned rock by playing around inside of it with an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah, my I've always been interested in primarily the workflow and lava, Mm -hmm. those technologies within rock. And those are where I've spent most of my time and where I've developed most of my skills. And early on, I did that, one, because it was very interesting to me, but I didn't know it. So I actually developed a rock, paper, scissors game in rock. And it's silly and it's goofy, but you play rock, paper, scissors against the computer. Um, (laughs) Do you win or does the computer always win? (laughs) Man, I should have like programmed it so that I would win every time. That, that would have been the smart oh. thing to do. But no, um, I win sometimes and I lose sometimes, and that's a tie sometimes. But um, yeah, I mean, I was just trying to ask early on simple questions, like in a workflow, how do you branch to different, you know, processes based on values in an attribute? You know, if it's this, you do this, but if it's a different value, then you do something else. Or another question I had was, how do you select a random item out of a collection of items, for example? You know, when I have the computer make its choice, Mm -hmm. it's randomly picking rock, paper, or scissors. Well, how do I get it to randomly do that? You know, so it's these types of questions that I had, and I thought this would be a good way to try and figure those out. And, you know, using the knowledge that I gained from that, obviously now I'm able to solve real mm-hmm. ministry problems. Mm-hmm. You know, when I have a collection of people and I need to pick a random one out of it, or, you know, I need to go do this process or present this form if the person's an adult, but present a different form if they're a minor, you know, in a workflow, things of that nature. Um, all of that stuff, you know, a lot of that stuff I learned, you know, in these early kind of just goofing around building fun silly workflows so that curiosity then created you learned more by creating at what you're calling a silly game and so you were able to build on that for the last several years oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and i have a i have a little archive of these workflows (laughs) they're inactive now but they're they're still there and they're kind of the things that i learned on absolutely that's that's incredible i love that rock paper scissors was how you really played around in rock Yeah, it was fun. Well, you have a, a couple of things that you had mentioned to us as we were talking earlier that you felt like you were able to really um, impact your community and the the people at the church for ministry purposes with some of the workflow skills you've been building. Can you share a little bit about uh, one of those projects? Yeah, a number of years ago, we had a ministry. This was pre-COVID, and we had a ministry for, called Adopt-A-Family. And it was the, the premise of the ministry. I'm sure other churches have something similar is where, you know, churches at the family would adopt, you know, low-income commu- families in the community, and we would provide Christmas gifts and Christmas meals to them. And so we would partner with schools in our communities who would identify 
you know, low income households in those schools. And uh, then we would do this ministry. And there was a lot of logistics involved. Obviously, you're grabbing the demographic data from, you know, the family that's going to be adopted. You're having people at church register to participate. Then you have to match them together throughout the process. You know, there's communications that are happening throughout at different milestones. You know, you should have communicated with your family to let them know you're going to be delivering mm-hmm. things. You should have delivered. You should have, you know. And then there was a survey at the end for our people so that they could kind of give us their oh, cool. impressions of the ministry, maybe tell a cool story if they had, and we would collect that. So it was a big, huge thing. And in the early years, that was all manual. Wow. Everything was done on paper, in Word documents and spreadsheets. Every email that was sent was sent by a person to a person. And uh, so because it was so labor and time intensive, it was not a large ministry. Mm-hmm. Um and then in 2018, the young lady that was in charge of this ministry, we had just kind of started on Rock, and she was tech savvy and interested in using Rock as well. Came to me and asked if there was a way we could leverage this new thing we had for her adopt a family ministry to try mm-hmm. and make it you know better and easier. And so we worked on designing and building a workflow that would handle a lot of these automated routine mm-hmm. things that could be done by the robot instead of a person having to do it. And that freed the people in the ministry up to do the things only people could do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that next year, I don't know the exact numbers, but I remember it was either like 50% or twice as big, wow. the ministry of our people being able to participate and the number of families in the community we were able to serve just because we were able to leverage this tool. And then in 2019, we wrote a version two that even did more stuff. It like had registration codes that we would give to the schools that they could then hand out to the families. So instead of grabbing their data on paper, they were able to just go to a website, enter the registration code and enter all of their Uh, family and kids data. And it all just, yeah, it was, that kind of stuff is cool because you build a robot and it just lets you leverage and magnify and multiply the ministry. Mm -hmm. And when I see and hear stories of 2X or 3X people being ministered to because of this tool that you built, that you add in as another staff person, right? Uh-huh. To do this mon- mundane rote things that need to be done, mm-hmm. but don't need to be done by people and can be done super fast and 24 hours a day without sleeping, without, you know, because <laughs> the robot's doing it. It's just, I, that stuff, it just... Uh, that warms my heart. It puts a smile on my face. And just knowing that something that I help build, let more people be ministered to. I love is that. Awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. What an incredible, you said, I think the word was magnification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really powerful concept um, that you're able to focus your efforts to relieve the efforts of so many people that, that can then focus on ministry in this scale just in one year. That's an incredible yeah value of the investment that you were able to put into that. So super fun. So thanks from uh, all of us here for investing in those early games and things that you tried. The other thing that really intrigued me about that concept is that you said, and then the next year we came back with the 2.0 version. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're still continuing to iterate and expand on that. Yeah, we have a number of projects like that where I'll be asked, we'll develop something and we'll run it. And then, you know, the next time that thing comes up, 
oh, but can it do this? Or, oh, could we have it do that instead? And it would be neat if, you know, and so we create this list. And like any software, you know, it's a version two and a version three. Yep. And, um, you know, again, it just becomes more and more feature rich and more and more functional. And, you know, again, makes the people involved in that ministry. And it just makes their job easier. So they're able to do, again, the human only things. That's the big thing for me is yeah. build the robot to do the robot things. Mm-hmm. Let the people do the people things and you know don't they shouldn't be wasting their time doing things that the program can do you know let them just do the people the human interaction stuff so that's, i love that's fun i love that the the woman who was running this program said i think rock can do this let's leverage rock to do these things yep. and you said absolutely let's yeah. make that happen yeah. so i think there are so many things that we do um, in our churches that we could allow Rock to do for us if we ask that question. Can we get Rock to do this for us and how do we do it? Yeah. And to talk to somebody like you on staff who can make those things happen. So I think what a great um, way for the two of you to come together and and like Emily said, like you said, magnify that ministry and reach that many more families. Um, what a gift. Yeah, those are... Those are some of my fondest memories of uh, times in ministry. And it's weird because when you're in IT, <clears throat> a lot of times you don't feel like you're doing ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my job is to make sure the tools work so that the ministries can do ministry. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have these moments and these yeah. memories of times when I get to actually do you know, ministry that way. That's incredible. Because people probably don't come back and, hey, Derek, guess what? My internet worked today. (laughs) So I was able to send those emails I needed to and do the research I needed for my message. Probably that feedback doesn't come your way. So A lot of uh, times I'm not, yeah, I'm not interested in feedback. I feel like if I'm doing my job well, no one even knows I exist because everything just works, right? So when I'm getting contacted, it's probably because something's broken. So (laughs) a lot of times I want to just be kind of behind the scenes and, like, what does he do all day? Well, what he's doing is so that you can do what you need to do. So you can ask that yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. right. So. That's good. Well, tell us some things you're thinking about doing with Rock in the future at Central. What What do you have uh, on your mind? Well, the big thing that we are working on now and are really excited about um, is we are actually having a new front-facing website, public website built, and we're using a third-party vendor, uh, one of in our community to do that, um, which is awesome because we don't have that skill set, you know, on staff. So if you need help, find a vendor because mm-hmm. they are awesome. And um, our hope is that uh, our current our current website and its theme was, was pretty custom. It was built early on mm-hmm. uh, before some of the more robust tools, you know, were available. Um, so this new website is going to be what I call much more rock stock which would be nice because it's going to give us the ability to manage and maintain it, mm-hmm. I think, a lot easier mm. using, you know, content channel blocks yes. and you know, standard HTML blocks. And there's not going to be a ton of crazy, custom, goofy script and, you know, all that stuff that I don't know. So we're going to be able to do a lot more in-house management and maintenance going forward once this is in place. So that's going to be good. And it's going to give me the opportunity to learn kind of new areas. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll be able to reach out of 
what I consider my core competencies again, you know, workflows and lava to do more um, with, you know, the CMS type of stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, with the announcements that came from the keynote at the last conference, uh, it's just a reminder of how much attention is going into those external facing oh, tools yeah. in Rock and the ministry value that's coming. Uh, and, and it's so much more that's uh, on the horizon. So that's a really exciting um, project that you're working on. Yep. And I agree, if the, if the website's built correctly, it takes the administration work so much further down and makes it so much more accessible to people with different skill sets. Like you don't have to be a web developer to really keep your website fresh and in really good condition for the most part. Right. So that's, that's fantastic. Love hearing when churches are um, updating an uh, older rock website to the newest technologies available or bringing their website in house and, and leveraging the data strategy that's available for personalization at that point. Yep, we are excited about that for sure. (laughs) There are a lot of opportunities now. So I hear a lot about lava, and I am not somebody who knows that language yet. Um, So how did you first approach lava? Um, what, how did you learn it? What were the things that you did to take the fear out of what lava is? Yeah, again, coming from like my IT pro background, uh, I mean, I've been in this industry for 30 years, so... I've always been around not software development, but scripting, you know, Mm -hmm. back in the day it was writing command line, you know, lines or batch files, you know, for windows. And more recently it's PowerShell and writing PowerShell Mm -hmm. scripts and stuff. So, you know, I've been familiar with scripting. I've been familiar with, you know, the basic software concepts of, you know, storing things in variables and conditional branching and, you know, writing back in the day, subroutines, now functions, you know, that type of, those types of concepts. And so when I was first exposed to Lava and I see, you know, the if tag and the case tag and, you know, assign items to variable, you know, it's like that, that match it was instantly made in my mind. So I really approached Lava as initially as another scripting language. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of started my journey learning it. And, uh, Again, I just, you know, I've always been a, hey, click that button to see what it does. Kind of, you know, it's like <laughs> nothing's going to catch fire, you know, in computing. So I would just start, you know, writing things to see what the result was. And, you know, it's just explore because, again, like whether it was the rock, paper, scissors game or, you know, just how do I get display the name from a person record? You know, those very simple things. It's like you just like anything else you don't know until you know. Right. And so the only way you know is to go read the documentation, which is amazing in the rock community. I mean, I even now I still will, I have it like shortcut, you know, to the lava documents. And because I always mm-hmm. have to like, especially the case switch, it's like every time I have to look it up, how is that done again? I never remember. So <laughs> I'm always still going to the documentation, even though I consider myself pretty familiar with it now. I, I think that's one thing I hear all the time. Yeah, I go back to the documentation. It doesn't matter who it is. Oh, go yeah. back to the documentation. Oh, yeah. 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 So are you stalking the new Lava updates that as they come along and are released? So I try to keep up on them uh, for sure. They uh, Yeah, it's... Yes, I will answer. I was going to try and think of a more uh, in-depth answer, but I'll just say yes. <laughs> I, do. I do. I'm always very interested in... The new technology is coming, new filters, the new mm-hmm. way things can be done in rock. Sometimes new filters are snuck in. Yeah. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. That's good. 
Well, and I heard a rumor, so I need you to verify this, that you may have played a part in um, the creation of probably our single most downloaded or implemented item in the rock shop. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, yes. My <laughs> favorite plugin, in the Lava Tester. Uh, I think yeah. everybody agrees with you on that one. Yes. Yeah, it's an interesting story because obviously before it existed, it did not exist. Right. And so I one day was working on a workflow and I had an email template that had a lot of lava in it. And the only way to see what that email would look like is if I would fire a workflow instance and go through the process to the point where it sent the email and then go look at my email. And I just was doing this over and over, filling out this form over and over. And it became so annoying. So Nick was still on staff at Central at the time. So as I always did, I would go into his office and cry about <laughs> wishing Rock could do something that it couldn't do. And uh, so we talked. I was like, I would love it if there was a way to just take some lava and just put it in a text box and hit go and have it show me what it could, would look like. And he's like, hmm, scratched his chin. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? We might be able to do that. And I'm serious. It wasn't like an hour later. Oh, my gosh. How cool. He's like, hey, Derek, come look at this. And I came into his office and he had this version one of the lava tester, which is really just a text box and a go button. I mean, mm -hmm. that's literally all it was. Um, and uh, he showed me just put in some lava and hit go. And then under it, it just displayed the results. And oh, man, I, I think I hugged him. I think I kissed his feet. I think <laughs> I bought him lunch. I was so excited. Um, and then obviously anyone who sees it now knows that it, you know, they've added the ability to access so many more of the you know, objects and models within it, uh, existing workflow instances. I mean, it's become so much more powerful, which is probably why it is the most downloaded right? plugin in yeah. the store, for sure. But it's because you said, I wish it could do this. Yeah. Just like the woman in your office, I wish it could do this. So if we're asking that question, we're going to save ourselves a lot of time if we're asking the right person. Yeah. So no question is a bad question in rock. Absolutely. And in that early days, you know, again, I was fortunate and lucky that I had, you know, again, Nick in the office 10 feet away from me. Um, you know, but again, now we have the community, yeah. right? You have this right. quote unquote office <clears throat> with hundreds of amazing people who mm -hmm. know so much about rock you know you just you go walk into that office yeah you know in rocket chat or you know the quest q a boards and you ask and you're going to get you know a dozen nicks out there answering your question for you you know and giving you a ton of insight examples suggestions and uh again i ask as many as i try to answer you know it is yeah it is amazing Talk about magnification, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The Absolutely. entire community is. Yep. Now we're doing that not just inside our individual ministries, but in, in terms of the community as well. Yeah. So those uh, idea boards, by the way, are kind of the way to go now uh, to get something in the community. The roadmap we always talk about is complex, right? Um, and there are some things that come from core. There are some needs that come directly from churches that are funding them. And then the ideas board is always something. I know our team uh, is is meticulous about staying updated on what is there. And so those upvotes do count um, because it's the community ideas that are highest interest that we know from the core team perspective represent the greatest critical need. Uh, so if you are unfamiliar with that board and the number of votes you have and how that works, you might want to pop in and take a look. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. <clears throat> awesome. Great.
Okay, so one thing I like to collect, um, because I was on staff at a church, we all know that those um, those stories, those heartstring stories, those things when somebody did something that made a big difference, um, those are the things that we use in churches. We use them from the stage. We use them in our staff meetings. So Rock is looking to collect those stories too. So tell me a time when Rock made things easier on staff, made things easier for an attendee. What is one time that you can tell us about that that Rock changed things? Yeah, I have I have a number that are outward facing, like the Adopt a Family uh-huh. program, but. One that comes to mind was because staff on church need to be ministered to. Absolutely. And we recently developed a program called the Wow Awards. And it is a staff appreciation program from your peers. So it's the ability, gives the staff person the ability to kind of shout out another staff person if they kind of go above and beyond or do something awesome. And it's, again, a fairly simple workflow, but it just gives you the ability to kind of recognize that person and then that recognition goes to them to show your appreciation it goes to their boss and then it also goes to hr and those awards tally points throughout the year and then at the end of the year instead of having like an employee of the year program that's like run by our executive team or Mm -hmm. or whatever we have an a staff appreciation award that's kind of all peer led you know and uh so it's really, really actually cool because this year, the three top, you know, um, finalists uh-huh. for this, mm-hmm. they were all three of them were behind the scenes. Oh, cool. <gasps> they were the ones that wouldn't so, have necessarily been noticed. They're not necessarily maybe noticed by, you know, the upper tier, the more outward facing type mm-hmm. of ministries and stuff like that. But, you know, they're noticed by us, right? The yeah. people on staff in the trenches because they're just always, you know, killing it for us. And so it was really neat to see that program, one, be super successful. Yeah. And two, you know, not that previous award winners and previous programs were undeserving, but just that it kind of gave a new dimension because it was like for the people, by the people, you know, uh-huh. type of thing. Kind of leveled mm-hmm. that playing yeah. field a little bit. And it's been a very well-received program, I think, and uh, I think it's been appreciated, so... Yeah, oh, what a cool application. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sharing one that impacted your staff too. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's great. And we yeah. should keep in mind that our staff needs, you know, the encouragement and insight as well. Like you mentioned, you don't always hear feedback of what your day-to-day work delivers. And so a program like that can add uh, the extra encouragement all year. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Well, Derek, um, I hope the community has come to know you a little bit better today. Uh, and if you uh, would like, give Derek a shout in the chat community, come up to him at the conference. Um, you're always a very friendly face. Thank, thank you, you so much for joining us today and for sharing. And also thank you for coming to help us with some things in the <laughs> office today. That's really helpful as well. Yes. Well, I appreciate the invite. And as Emily just said, yeah, please feel free to contact me anytime on in the, out in the community or in person at a conference or anything like that. I, uh, am always happy to meet new people and, uh, just uh, yeah, be part of the community like everyone else. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it and love being able to share your story with the Rock community. Excellent. Thank you. This episode of RockCast is brought to you by Rock sponsor, Ministry Dynamics, a Wi-Fi presence and equipment provider. 
Connect with Ministry Dynamics today at rockrms.com slash sponsors.